0: Welcome to ResTalk, your source for the latest news, opinions, and training from top building performance, rating and auditing experts. Here's your host, committed building science enthusiast and registered professional engineer, Bill Spohn.
1: Welcome back to another episode of the ResTalk Podcast. It's our goal here to communicate some late-breaking news and thoughtful insights about the broad array of topics in the rapidly expanding world of residential energy ratings to all the stakeholders in the ResNet ecosystem. What does the builder market data tell us about trends in the adoption of HERS ratings? What is the breakdown of companies that are recording ratings? What role do the larger builders play in all this? Well, today we welcome back Ryan Mears, Program Director of ResNet, to share with us some insights into why ResNet believes bigger builders will be requesting more HERS ratings in the future. With nearly 240,000 HERS ratings recorded in 2019 by a little more than 6,000 home building, remodeling and development companies, now that's 50% more companies in 2018, Ryan will describe to us some key trends that are on the move. As he draws our attention to the top 20 builders, we learn that they ordered more than 104,000 ratings, which account for nearly 43% of all ratings last year. Ryan also notes that many of the top 20 are publicly traded companies who are moving towards reporting on their environmental impact, that is the CO2, greenhouse gases, and water. Hers ratings can play a large role in reporting via standard 301 and water ratings. Now, all this falls into the category of ESG, environmental, social, and governance, investing type, or sustainable investing. Investors seek to have long-term impact and positive change on society, environmental, and performance of the business. In our conversation, Ryan reveals these and more stories that are told by the data. So listen in as we talk to Ryan Mears, about the topic of bigger builders and more hers ratings. Welcome back to Res Talk, and welcome back, Ryan Mears. How are you doing today, Ryan?
2: I'm doing well, Bill. How are you? Great, thank you.
1: Uh, on this rainy fall afternoon, probably the same in your neck of the woods too, huh?
2: It is in New York. It's definitely raining. Looks like we're going to get a pretty good bit of rain today and tonight.
1: So, you're going to make it rain with data on this podcast, right?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I will rain data down upon the podcast. That's what you do. Good.
1: <laughs> we're going to talk about what big builders are doing and some analysis that you started. Was it back in 2017? Take us from that point forward to what are you seeing? What kind of trends you seeing?
2: Yeah. So, starting with 2017 data, I mean, early 2018, we were looking at. Builder Magazine or Builder Online, they released these list of the top 200 builders from the previous year. And we thought it would be valuable to ResNet to take a look at these list of builders and compare it to the builders that are doing HERS ratings. And when we did that first analysis, we didn't release anything, but we decided that with 2018 data back in the middle of 2019, we decided to release a short article summarizing what we found And we did that again just a few months ago with 2019 data. So for last year, these top 200 builders closed over 375,000 homes, 39% of which did receive a HERS index score. These big builders are doing HERS ratings, and we expect that to continue and actually increase fairly significantly potentially in the next few years.
1: So underlying this belief or feeling or understanding is going to increase, what kind of factors are you looking at? Are you seeing there?
2: We did see a slight increase. So from 2018 to 2019, so in 2018, there was 140 out of the 200 builders that were doing HERS ratings. That did increase by 5 to 145 out of the 200 builders. One thing that's important to note in that list of 200 builders, many of them are based exclusively in California. So we don't do very many HERS ratings at all in California. And so that's one of the reasons that that number is actually a little bit lower. If we took out the builders that were exclusively in California that and didn't count them, it would be probably close to about 85% of that list building outside of California is doing HERS ratings.
1: Do you know like about how many were built in 2019 across the board? How much do the 200 top builders make up in terms of the total market?
2: So those 200 builders did, so let's start with the 18 publicly traded. So of that list of 200, there's 18 builders that are publicly traded, and those are some of the largest builders in the country. And they did 96,000 HERS ratings last year, and that's up over 20,000 from the 2018 numbers. That represents about 40% of the total closings from those 18 companies last year.
1: So that syncs with the 39%. What are some of the trends? You did mention publicly traded, so there must be some aspect, something underlying there which got you interested in that or something that revealed in that data. What's up there?
2: If we took the top 20 builders, which includes almost every one of those 18 publicly traded builders, back in 2017, they were responsible for a little over 79,000 ratings, and then that increased in 2018 to almost 93,000 ratings. And then last year, that was up over 104,000 ratings. Basically, over the course of three years, the top 20 of the U.S. home builders had a 24% increase in the number of HERS ratings that they were doing, which is a fairly significant increase, over 25,000 ratings just in three years that those builders have increased in terms of HERS ratings.
1: So some of them must come from awareness from the marketplace and, I mean, homeowners, home buyers, and then some of them must come from promotion by the builders. Any kind of, not maybe hard numbers on that, but any kind of feeling how that kind of parses out?
2: It's interesting because some of the really large builders, they have different management structures and some of them are very much kind of top down where the corporate headquarters controls what's happening in all their regional offices. And some of them provide their regional offices with a lot of authority in how their homes are built and and how things are run. And so what we're finding is that some of these large builders where they do pass the authority down to their regional offices and their divisions, some of those regions they choose to do HERS ratings and some of them don't. And sometimes that's based on competition in the local market. And other times it's just they'll offer HERS ratings. But it's almost like it's an add-on. Instead of a standard feature, it's something that a homeowner can say, yeah, I'd like to have my home HERS rated or I'd, I'd like my home to be energy star. So those choices are left to the homeowner, whereas some builders will just commit. Our energy smart builders have committed to doing 100% HERS ratings on all their homes.
1: That list keeps growing. I see uh, announcements in the newsletter. Do you know about how many builders make up the Energy Smart that have committed to that 100 percent?
2: I think there's over 200 on there now, but yeah, fairly large number. In terms of hers ratings, there was more than 6,000 builders that did hers ratings last year, and many of them are doing 50 ratings or less, and some of them are doing just a couple. Of the custom builders that may only do a handful of homes each year, but they're still committed to doing, say, 100% hers ratings.
1: Just for perspective for the listeners, do you want to share some of those top 20 builders?
2: Yep. So we do list them in the article. So Ashton Woods, Beezer Homes, Clayton Properties Group, which owns a number of smaller builders. I guess what I should preface this with is that a lot of these, there's been a lot of consolidation within the home building industry. Many of those 18 publicly traded builders that I mentioned have acquired smaller regional builders in order to expand their market footprint and diversify their risks a little bit. There's certain home building markets in the U.S., especially some within the Midwest, where They can depend on being able to build and sell a certain number of homes every year, almost regardless of the market conditions. So they choose to kind of diversify their home building portfolio to manage that risk. Whereas certain markets, you may see, they may be very risky. They may be able to sell a lot of homes, but there's a few things that kind of control the economy there. And when the economy goes down, they're not able to sell as many homes in those markets. So some of these builders actually own a number of other smaller companies and Clayton Properties Group would be one of them. DR Horton is the largest by number of closings. They closed over 58,000 homes in 2019. David Weekly, Highland Homes, Hovnanian, KB is one that we work with quite a bit. Lennar is a big one. They're doing a lot of hers ratings. MDC Holdings is listed. That's Richmond American Homes. And then MI Homes is another one. Mattamy is a, I believe they were a, actually a Canadian builder that crossed into the U.S. Meritage is a big one. Mungo is a smaller, I wouldn't say small, but a, a more regional builder. NVR, Perry Homes, the Pulte Group, Taylor Morrison, Toll Brothers, and then TriPoint. That's basically the top 20 builders that were doing HERS ratings in 2019.
1: Is there something, other stimulus for this? The understanding that they'll be requesting more HERS ratings besides general trends, anything else, anything you're getting calls on or anything like that?
2: One of the things that we've been approached by several of the larger builders just within the last couple of months has been related to ESG. So ESG is Environmental, Social, and Governance Reporting. And this is back in January, the large global investment firm, BlackRock, announced a commitment to making sustainability their new standard for investing. And this environmental social governance structure is one of the things that's used in evaluating companies. And so where ResNet comes in is really on the environmental side. And as investors push toward this green and sustainable investing, they're looking for companies that are paying attention to reducing their environmental impact that can be climate change co2 emissions but how they handle the land that they're developing that kind of thing and also water efficiency and water usage is another area on the environmental side so what we're getting from a few of these builders is they're wanting to understand how hers can be used in, in being able to demonstrate their reduced environmental impact and one of the things that's really beneficial is that not only do we have, we can tell them all the homes that are HERS rated, what their average index score is, what their the energy savings estimate is for in terms of the homeowner or their home buyer, but we can also provide them with the estimated CO2 reductions compared to the reference home, which is something that goes directly into this global warming climate change impact. And so that's something that they're interested in. And we've been working with a few of them to help them understand their HERS data and how it can play into this environmental reporting.
1: So the HERS system is set up already to deliver the data. This is just a new request and perhaps a new use for the data. So for raiders, it doesn't really change what you're doing, but there's a new purpose for the data. Is that a good way to characterize it?
2: Yeah, it's data that we have within our National Buildings Registry. And in particular, on the CO2 emission side, we have – it's actually part of standard 301, which is an ANSI standard, and it actually defines within that standard how to calculate pollution emission reductions. And so that's – HERS accredited software is required to do those calculations within their software, and it's included with the rating file when that rating gets submitted to us. So we're able to pull those numbers and be able to provide them to the builder's – to give them an idea of their CO2 reductions.
1: And without sort of naming names, you said you've had a few phone calls uh, most recently. Is there like a pilot project or are they just going to go ahead and access the data? How's all that going to parse out?
2: Right now it's basically we have our the database manager pull the data for that builder and then I conduct the analysis for them and share it with them. Or if they have someone who can do the analysis, we can provide them with the raw data as well. But For right now, I'm doing the analysis and providing them with the results. We're actually moving in to a new data analysis tool. All the ratings within the ResNet registry are going to be migrated into this new tool. And this tool will allow us to create dashboards for builders so that instead of us having to pull the data and then do the analysis, these dashboards will be set up where the builders themselves can have direct access to it. And they can go in there on a regular basis and see the impact, see how many homes have been rated, what's their average index score, what are their CO2 reductions, where the homes are being rated. They can even look at a breakdown of their homes by market if they want to know how their HERS scores compare across the different markets they build in. They could look at that. So that's one of the things and we hope that'll be rolled out probably early in 2021, where builders can start signing up and having their own access to their data of HERS ratings.
1: So you're coming back for another podcast on that, right?
2: Yeah, of course.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Any other topics, any other angles on this you want to cover to discuss with the listeners?
2: Yeah, there's one other area that I hadn't touched on yet. And just a couple of months ago, Fannie Mae announced that they were rolling out this new single-family green mortgage-backed security. And it's part of the Fannie Mae Green Bond program. But what this does is it requires an Energy Star certification, Energy Star Version 3 certification, in order for the home to get included within this green mortgage-backed security. And I think that that's also an important step as well. It's another angle on the mortgage side. And for those investors who are looking toward green and sustainable investments – something from Fannie Mae that is a green mortgage-backed security that's basically made up of all homes that have received the Energy Star certification.
1: Would you say just personally, did this surprise you, this kind of angle from the investment community, or is it something you saw coming for a while?
2: I think it it has been coming for a while. Several years ago, one of the big things was de-investing in fossil fuels and a push by some big investors to get out of those types of investments. I think it has been coming slowly for some time. And I think that that BlackRock announcement in January did help to push things along. But overall, I think it's a positive thing. And it's not just that there's a more of a focus on this sustainable investing, but when you actually look at the performance of these funds that have made environmental, social, and governance factors part of their criteria, these funds are performing really well. I think that even in the downturn earlier in the year, these funds continued to perform. And so I think that's a good sign overall as not just that investors are looking more toward environmental factors in their investing, but also when they do it, their investments are performing very well.
1: I would think for some raters, it gives them like new purpose, really. <laughs> it's something that you didn't realize you're contributing to this, maybe as much directly in, in a small way, but it adds up to be a, a larger impact. I think we've covered this topic pretty well. Any closing comments or thoughts for the listeners?
2: With this focus on what the bigger builders are doing, let's not lose sight of these, of the smaller builders who are committed to doing HERS ratings. And in 2019, there were more than 3,000 builders, almost half of all builders that did ratings that recorded three or fewer ratings. So I think that although it's great to see these big builders that are building tens of thousands of homes a year, embracing HERS ratings, let's not lose sight of the little builders that have really been the foundation of HERS ratings from the beginning. Very good point.
1: I want to thank you for coming on the podcast today and giving us some insight about why Builders, especially big ones, will be requesting more HERS ratings in the future and cover that topic very well. And it sounds like there's some follow on points coming about the data and some of the other activities we mentioned today to follow up
2: on in the future. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on, Bill. You're welcome.
1: Thank you for listening to this episode of Res Talk. And Ryan, as you talked about big builders and more HERS ratings. If you're a pro in the building market, surf on over to resnet.us slash professional to learn more or to join the email list, or you can find ResNet on Facebook or Twitter. A quote for today related to our topic, this is by Brittany Kaiser, an American businesswoman. Data is the most valuable asset in the world. If you're interested in feeding back to ResNet on what you heard here today, or would like to hear a new topic covered or just have a general question, please send an email to info at resnet.us. If not subscribed, please do so. And as always, thank you for listening to Res Talk. Take care.
0: Thanks for listening to the Res Talk podcast. This podcast is hosted by Bill Spohn and is a production of ResNet, the Residential Energy Services Network. The best way to listen to this podcast is to subscribe on an iPhone using the podcast app or on an Android device by downloading the Stitcher app and searching for Res Talk. If you are willing, a review on iTunes or the podcast app will help others find the show and would be very much appreciated. We look forward to talking again soon on Res Talk.